Welcome to Mental Talks, a podcast aimed at fighting the stigma surrounding mental health. I'm Paul Hanna. And I'm Lewis O'Kay. And each week we will openly discuss topics that surround mental health. Hello and welcome to Mental Talks episode three with myself, Lewis. And I'm Paul. And this week we have special guests. Hi, I'm Ryan. Welcome, Ryan, to our podcast. Yeah, welcome. Thank you for having me. So, this week's episode, we are going to be talking about dealing with mental health in work. I've had a lot of people talk to me about this. Um, okay. I think it's a very important subject. What's uh, your thoughts on that? It is. It is. It's um, very important. You know, we spend the majority of our life at work. Um, you know, our, our, our work colleagues are pretty much our second family as who we spend the, the majority of our time with so you know i think this is this is going to be a great episode absolutely and uh, ryan's in with us today to give us his input someone different yeah so um i think this is an extremely important part of mental health uh, you know as you said we, we work with colleagues every day and um, you can be in office buildings in retail stores um, so you're surrounded by lots of different people and you spend most of your time there. Um, so it's a very important part of mental health. And I think it's a really interesting topic that we're going to be able to talk about today and share our thoughts and feelings. Absolutely. Because we love sharing our thoughts and feelings. We, we certainly do. <laughs> First thought, Ryan, what's your thoughts on the podcast so far? Uh, I think the podcast is brilliant. I listen to it in the car Um it's it's really interesting to hear people's thoughts around what they've gone through and also it's around picking out those really good golden nuggets of tips and stuff to share in your own life and equally share with other people as well and to move away from providing those facts and figures around mental health and actually make it more relatable and in almost making it okay to talk about it um, and that actually there shouldn't be a stigma so brilliant so far and very privileged to be able to kind of join the conversation with you guys. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. You know, yeah, I appreciate your time. So let's get into today's episode. I'll let you start, Lewis. I mean, I'll ask, I'll ask you a question. Um, Fire away the question. How, I'm just going to dig, dive straight in. How has mental health affected your work? Oh, um... I'm going to be up, upfront and honest. Um, there was a time my mental health made me really struggle at work. Okay. Uh, not just going into work, performance-wise. Um, but I don't think... I just don't know how to word it properly. I, I did struggle. I really struggled performance-wise and to a point where I probably put my job in a bit of jeopardy at, at one point. Okay. Yeah. Which, which isn't good. Um Ryan knows how um, these things go when you start underperforming at work. Am I right in saying that you two... We both have... work for the same company? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, it's a hard job that we do anyway. So yeah. when you struggle with your mental health. But I think it bore down to people not understanding or okay. some people not willing to understand. You've got the two, haven't you? So some people just genuinely don't understand. Yeah. And yeah. then some people don't want to understand, as, as to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was going, I went for a really bad patch, probably about August, September last year. So I've been back in work for just in, about a year after my big mental breakdown. No yeah. taboo on that subject. And then I started struggling again. I don't know what, what why. It was one of those you asked so, us. Sorry to interject. Um, when you were going through that bad patch, did you did you were you fully aware that your performance at work was, you know, perhaps going downhill or wasn't up to up to how it how it usually is? Um, I'd say yeah. I was I probably I was I was quite aware of it. Um, a lot of people were telling me that I wasn't performing. Okay. Um, but I just couldn't find a way out of it yeah. and, I, and that goes back to I think because there was no one really around me that could support me I think mental health in the workplace is, was, was still something that wasn't quite looked at properly in a lot of detail I don't, um, okay. I, I think one of my reflections with you Lewis is 
but you you reached out to me during that period of time in a kind of a company way that you needed some support and guidance around the process and actually that was almost like a a cry for help from you to me and I kind of I didn't dismiss it but I kind of I gave you what you needed and, and left you to it and I reflect about this and when I met with you the other day that I should have kind of asked those questions and said how are you doing and checked in with you regularly instead of kind of almost going into the opposite direction and only checking in when I needed to so I do reflect on that moment that you did reach out and I kind of didn't respond as I should have yeah I think it was one of those when you sat there and you just you just want someone to ask if you're okay or you know check in with you once a week or yeah as uh, this thing as silly as it sounds you know if if someone asks if you're okay that it goes a hell of a long way doesn't it you know yeah it, it, you know, when you are going through that bad patch, or, or you know, a, a, you know, a rough time, if someone just says, you know, you know, stops you and says, "How you doing, mate? Like, how you coping? What's going on?" You know, it it, it touches you. You know, it's like, wow. You know, it it helps. It really does. It's it's just those those small details. You know, when you, yeah. when you're struggling. Is it because you can't do the job or because of something else? And I think mm-hmm. that that was the the point I was at sort of last okay. year was I, I knew I could do the job quite easily. Um, there was no issue around that, but my mental health just wasn't there to be able to make me fulfil that role at the time. Okay. So yeah, I, I know. I remember reaching out to Ryan and yeah, it was a bit of a cry for help for someone to just give me that little bit of support. Okay, I mean, to be honest, I, I can I can definitely relate. You know, I I had a real tough year last year, and um, I I you know I'm I'm ashamed to say that my performance um, you know deteriorated. It, it got worse, and to be honest, I noticed it, and you know my the people around me at work noticed it as well, and. Um, it just it wasn't a very nice feeling if i'm honest um so so yeah i i get your pain you know it's uh it's a it is a real tough one to deal with really but on the flip side of that was some of that down to me not talking about it to people not making people aware of the situation other than probably ryan i don't think i really explain much to many people yeah yeah definitely i mean it's always better to talk to people and you know but this is it you know we're we're in the workplace will people understand will people people want to understand and and you know give you the time you know um but as i said you know work, workplaces are different and um oh, very different you know even, you know every workplace is different and every company deals with you know the 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 subject of mental health differently you know um Mm -hmm. so on that how do you think businesses are starting to adapt towards mental health see i think um for the last couple of years businesses across the uk and across the world have had a knowledge gap around mental health and i think there's a little bit of they want to help and they want to do the right thing but there's almost this nervousness and i'm afraid to say something that is wrong and it doesn't support that person that's coming to me for help. So I think knowledge gap has been one of the fundamental problems around supporting their teams or colleagues with mental health over the last couple of years. I think from where we are now, certainly in the business that I work in, we've come a really, really long way. Um, We offer so much support for line managers and colleagues and lots of different services as well to support people. So actually in my role as a leader um, at the time, I felt so empowered that I had lots of support and toolbox of useful information to have a sit down conversation with someone and really support them in the right way. Whereas other businesses, I think they're just coming on to the start of that journey. And I think over the next couple of years is the hope that everyone is in line with what should be there from a support point of view. And, you know, when people are struggling with performance, it's not a okay, so what's going on? Like, what, why, why have you just suddenly decided you're not going to perform anymore? It's like, how can we help you? How are you feeling? What support structures can we put in place for you to really move your performance upwards? And I think the conversations 
will change and that will move people dramatically forward from a productivity and performance point of view. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. You know, more and more companies are having those discussions. You know, it's not it's not as cutthroat as what it used to be. You know, you're not performing, get out sort of thing or, you know, you know, warnings and sort of constant pressure. It's It's more... It's more so let's have these conversations. It's you get an arm around you to sort of say, look, mate, we're in this together. What can we do sort of thing? And, and that's, that's what you need from, from your employer. You know? Yeah. I think, um, you yeah, know, we live in a society at the moment where we need to, we need to do more. We need to work more. And that just pushes the stress factor up. But I think we need to get to a point well, at some point, whenever that comes, that mental health is seen. You know, when people ring in sick, and if you if you got a sickness bug, or if you're just not feeling well, it's yeah. sort of like it's written off in a way, isn't it? You, you just go, okay, we'll do that when they come back to work. But yeah. do you have that same feeling about if someone was to ring you up and say, oh, "I'm really, really stressed at the moment, I'm really anxious to come to work. I just need a day off to recapture myself and go again." Would you have the same? input to that not excuse for work but that reason for calling in sick as you would for say someone calling sick with a cold yeah yeah i agree i think the challenge is when businesses you know when you're employed for business and you say look you declare look i've got got some mental health you know i've got some anxieties instead of just putting that in the filing cabinet and forget about it is how do they keep that alive with the employee yeah. and i think there's you know you talk about kind of those common illnesses um, you know, I've got bad pack pain, you know, so you tick that box on the on that form. And actually, what does the company do for you? You know, they might offer you a special chair, they might, you know, say, oh, you know, reduced uh, lifting in your role, etc. So they use something like that they bring it to life. Whereas, like I said, in, in mental health world, I think you tick the box about something relating to that. And that information just put in the filing cabinet. So the challenge there, I think, is how do they bring that to life, support you ongoing, not just when you go there for help. And I think it, that's really important for businesses to start looking at. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, one thing, one thing, you know, would be that would be of use is, you know, having regular one-to-ones with, let's say, your line manager, you know, for example, and, and just making sure that you're on track and you're on track with where you are with regards to mental health and where you are with regards to your job, you know, just, uh, you know, for the workplace to allow you to have those conversations openly, you know, that, that, that's, that's a massive step forward, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's more important, you know, as, as a line manager like yourself, right? And we have a, we have a huge part to play in that. So I know what it's like to have gone through mental health. And whilst I say that I had bad, uh, sort of a bad experience at work, then I did have really good experience when I came back, um, when I spoke about what I was struggling with and then I did have regular check-ins with my line manager who was fantastic, you know, and it got to the point where I felt really comfortable to go and talk to them and just say, look, today I'm really struggling. Like I've, I've got the job done. It's all done. But I, I, look, I am just not feeling really mentally there today. So, and then it never got looked at in a bad way. It was like, yeah. okay, um, you know, what, what, what's going on? What can we do to, you know, make sure that that's all right for next time. I think it moved on for me personally in the last year, massively moved on, especially through my own experiences. I don't know about yourself or. Yeah, I have to say that in my business, I've relatively had really positive experiences around mental health and um, I've struggled with anxiety for quite a few years, but kind of in the background and I'm very in control of that at the moment. Whereas interesting, in the business we worked during COVID, when we started that period of lockdown, the immense pressure and stress to not only look after my team, but look after, you know, the community and kind of have that status as a key worker mm -hmm. really, really was a challenging point in my life to, to keep going, keep my head up. And, you know, I was very anxious driving to work every day because I wanted to get it right. And every day was different. It was such a a changing environment so I really struggled and there was a breaking point halfway between lockdown I really struggled and I just wanted to just wanted to pack it in and say look I'm here you go I'm moving on 
And yeah. I, I literally, I was really worried about speaking to my line manager. And I said, oh, can I just meet you in a, uh, meet you um, somewhere and we can just have a quick chat. Uh, and I met up and I talked about how I was feeling, what was going on. And they were really positive and I was really nervous for that conversation. And like, what do you need from me? What support can I offer you? Offered me, you know, a couple of days of holiday to kind of just relax and just kind of reflect and get my thoughts back together. And we had a really good plan of support. So weekly calls and check-ins and, you know, really helping me take some workload off to, to support me in that role. And yeah. that was a really positive experience. So, you know, that experience for me, I now try and reflect in my team. And as you know, everyone in, in this position in COVID in lockdown, it was a challenge for everybody in some certain way. Yeah. So those conversations about how are you feeling, what's going on at home, is everybody okay, is everyone safe, you know, were really, really important during that time. So that's my experience around that in the workplace. Do you think, oh, we've spoke about this in a couple of uh, couple of episodes, do you think with everything that we've been through with COVID that that has pushed businesses to take mental health in a bit more of a serious light now yeah 100 percent. i think it has to it has to be a conversation in every business now because i think that you see in the media and and other people talking that you know, we're never going to see the true impact of coronavirus you know into a couple of years and you know a lot of people are really going to be in different situations to the, what they were at the start you know a lot of people have lost their jobs a lot of people are financially struggling uh, and their worlds have been tipped upside down. So naturally, people are going to be really struggling. Um, so the business has got to adapt now to support these people, because if not, things aren't going to move forward. So it has to be on the agenda. Um, it's talked about quite a lot more openly in the media, but it's up to businesses to really put that on their agenda, set it as an objective for their, you know, their industries, or else it will not move forward. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think I think more and more businesses will it will be on their agenda you know because if if it's not on their agenda they're you know they they're in risk of falling behind you know yeah um and not getting on board with with you know what's what's happening around them you know yeah i agree and you know like i said more and more people are coming you know forward and saying look i'm really struggling i need help and you know if those businesses don't support them and turn them away they'll go and find another employer that will support them. And that's quite sad because actually every business should be open with that. And, you know, as me and Lewis work for the same business, I'm quite proud that we work for this company because they're really open and honest with those conversations. But I know from my other friends and their experiences, they've left businesses because of that. So actually they're, they're losing talent and losing people that are good for their business. So they need to adapt. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Fantastic little intro there. So when we talk about dealing with mental health at work, what are, I'm going to ask this question to you, Ryan. What is your favoured or preferred coping mechanism at work? So say if you go into work and you're really anxious, like you said, you do struggle with the anxiety. What's your coping mechanism at work? So at work for me is um, talking. So having a chat with people, not locking myself away um, because that doesn't help. So if I'm feeling down, I'll try and have a conversation with people, but also utilising reflection time. So if I've gone in and felt really anxious for a day at work is when I travel in the car home, I reflect. So I, I don't have any music on. I don't have your podcast on. Um, I just sit and reflect about what have I done today and why was I anxious for it? Because actually, most of the time I went to work, it was a successful day and I achieved everything I wanted to do what I set out. So I reflect on that to really support me coping in the future. So actually, I'm not anxious the next day I go into work. Um, but one of my things that I really helped me was I had a one-to-one -one conversation with my team about talking to them how they were feeling and what I could do for them. And that really helped me because a lot of people became more open with me. So I felt I could be more open with them. And actually, it wasn't a hidden part of my uh, life. I could talk about it openly and work. And that was really important. And something else I did was I shared um, a video to my team during lockdown around what I was doing to keep my, uh, keep my brain going, keep me going. And I really shared those top tips across my team and asked them to share stuff back to me. So I started doing like walking, 
I started learning a different skill and I yeah. shared that best practice. But for me, it was actually the turning point in my coping mechanisms was really talking about mental health in my location and getting people to open up with me because I felt more comfortable about maybe saying, look, I'm not, not feeling great today rather than kind of hiding it and making myself feel worse. Yeah, I think that's the, the best thing, isn't it? Uh, just finding that time to talk to your team, the people around you and becoming comfortable just talking about things can be an excellent coping mechanism. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a release, isn't it? Um, I think we've covered this before, but, you know, actually talking about how you're feeling, it's a release, it gets something off your chest. And as everyone knows, everyone listening knows that as soon as you get something off your chest, <clears throat> it doesn't necessarily have to be bad, you know. Um, it could be it could be something bad, like, you, you know, you're feeling this way or you've done something wrong. Um, it could be something really good, like for example, you know, you 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 know you want to tell this woman that you're you know you find her really attractive and you want to get to know her. You know, as as soon as, soon as you do that, you feel you feel a, a sense of release and it's a, a you know a sense of satisfaction, really. So, I mean, Lewis, what what you know, I'd fire your question right back at you. Fire it away. That, you know what what. <laughs> What are your coping um, mechanisms? Yeah, I think work's a different play. Like we talk so much about how fitness has helped us, but in work, you know, I can't go around lifting weights, can I? Unfortunately, no. so um, I, <laughs> I don't think they'd let me. To be honest, um, do you know, I found my best coping mechanism when I was struggling. I mean, for those that don't know, I work shift, so that is an incredibly mentally draining job. Anyway, to be working at night, you are sort of yeah. quite alone at times. Um, meditation I've found taking 10 minutes on my break just to put my headphones in and listen to a 10 minute meditation really helped calm me down if I was feeling a bit anxious or a bit stressed um, so I came I used to just sit in the office put my headphones in just what's the famous say go away to the beach <laughs> imagine that the beach you're on the beach and the sand and the sit and things like that would just i used to find yeah. it fantastic i used to think meditation was you know sitting on a yoga mat with your yeah. your knees crossed and your arms and that but no it was just 10 minutes in an office it was fun i think i still use i still do it now i yeah. feel like you know when you when you were wrong it'll be a testament to this when you're at work you could be there for 10 hours and not get a minute's peace yeah you're running yeah. around like headless chicken so that 10 minutes for me of a night time, incredibly important. Um, and talking to my colleagues about it. So the more I opened up to my colleagues, the more they understood, you know, if if I was walking around and I'm, it might have looked like I was in a mood, I, was I in a mood or what, was something going on? Or yeah. and rather than them badging me about it, they just sort of like left me to it in a way. Yeah. Or they'd ask me the question. Yeah, it's an interesting point around that. People pick up on your mood very quickly when you work so closely with lots of people. And a lot of the time, people want to just help you. And sometimes, you know, you want them to kind of go, just check in and kind of leave you to it. And other times, you probably want to talk to them about it. So I think it's really important to be open with people that you work with because of that reason, because they pick up on your vibe and your body language and they can tell when you're not in the right frame of mind, etc. So I think it's really important. Yeah, I think... If you talk to the people around you, you know, my, my best coping mechanism is don't ask me a hundred times if I'm all right. Okay. Maybe just, just ask me the once and I'll, if, you know, if I feel comfortable to talk to you, if I'm feeling all right, then I will. Other times it might just be that I just need to go away and just, you know, get a bit of fresh air, let a wagon in, get that bit of fresh air in me, go upstairs, 10 minute meditation and, and then I'm fine. And then, I feel fresh and ready to go and like something's and I feel just a bit that sense of relief and I go again. So whereas I used to heavily rely on taking tablets for my anxiety, I now just rely on just a bit of meditation. Okay. Okay. What, what about you? What about me? Um I take a different approach. Um well I mean, in with with well, obviously, as you know, I've, I've recently started a new job. But with with my old job, there was you know, I'd say two. You know, there was yes, 
meditation because driving from customer to customer you know i wouldn't listen to 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 the latest you know uk charts i'd listen to you know motivational speakers and they would get me hyped up and ready to ready to take on the world and they would turn my if i was having a down day they would they would help turn my mindset into a much more positive mindset um so definitely meditation but what i tend to do um more is if i am having a down day make sure i set myself um you know i, t- I take i take up a challenge so i set myself targets i'm like right pick something up i'm like right i'm gonna do this you know i work in sales so it's like for example i pick up a certain product i'm like right i'm gonna sell however many of these you know let's say a hundred of these i'm gonna sell a hundred of these and i'm not stopping until i do you know and it's sort of my mind is shifted elsewhere so if i am having a bad day then i'm focusing on something else and it it you know uh, you get wins and you get wins and as sales are coming in you you know it just helps you feel better you know it it, as i said it, it puts it turns your down day into a into a win you know into a win day and a good day and it, you, you you put down the phone and you feel a lot more positive and you just, you're buzzing about what's going on in the moment rather than you know dealing with the stuff that you know is going on in going on in your head you know previously so those those would be my two Oh, it seems like we're all on sort of a similar sort of page in a way. Have you ever tried meditation, Rob? No, I haven't. But actually, it sounds quite interesting because uh, I'm in a different role now. So I don't have that luxury of traveling around all the time at the moment. So I do like the idea of, of trying that. Um, so I'm going to get back to you on that one. Yeah. That's a good suggestion. Something different. It's incredibly different. It's, you know, go to the go to your special place. It's what they, it's how it sort of usually starts off. Mine's the beach, beach with a cocktail in my hands. Okay, uh, what, Ryan, what's your special place? Oh, I for me, I enjoy traveling. I like going around lots of different cities. So, uh, my kind of special place would be going back to Poland and um, probably enjoying food and a beer <laughs> um, nice. in, in the night. So, but yeah, no, I like that because. There is always that time when you, you are struggling and you think, oh, you know, you need to think of a, a fond memory or something. Yeah. But you don't, you only do it when you're really in that, that negative place. But actually, to just do it kind of quite frequently is quite nice. Yeah. Sounds good. Because unfortunately, I can't go and sit on the beach with a cocktail in my hand. So those 10 minutes no. in, in the office are, that's my little all inclusive holiday. <laughs> like it. <laughs> Very cheap. Finished off with a clicks coffee. Like it. <laughs> Fantastic. We are going to go on to our new segment that we started last week, and that is a question time with Lewis and Paul and special guest Ryan North. Okay, well, as Ryan is our special guest, he can go first. I think we should. Uh, Lewis, have you got a question lined up for him? Have I got a question lined up for him? Um, so someone asked me, what would you tell somebody now when they feel overwhelmed and feel like they can't carry on as normal? I think that's what they sort of asked me in a sense. Why? So someone, yeah. So what would you do? What would you tell somebody who feels like they're struggling and can't go any further. Okay. Very deep question. So, I do apologise that it's... Uh, that's a very deep question. Incredibly question. deep. But that's, that's the question I was asked this week. And you, you're, you're a special guest, you know. You've you got to be ready yeah, for these have things. I'm going to have the tough ones. <laughs> yeah. um, so for me, when I was in that position all those years ago, is, is find that person that you ultimately trust. And it could be a family member. It could be a friend but confined in them, talk to them how you're feeling. And it could be that the fact that you just unload that on them, you're not asking them for advice or support, you're just asking them to listen. And I think that's kind of part one of really kind of answering that question is is almost getting someone to listen to it, to take it off your 
off your pad as such. And then I think stage two is, is addressing that. So it could be, you know, what works for you. You want to go and talk to someone else and you could go to the council, et cetera. Whereas for me, that's not what I wanted to do. So I did something different. I learned a new skill. I did a hobby to really kind of test my mind and use it in, in different ways. So I think there's two parts that is, is find someone that you ultimately trust to listen to and offload it, but also what find a stage of how you're going to support yourself in the future. And like I said, that could be talking to someone professional, could be doing something else, or it could be just actually coming up with a bit of a strategy in the place that you work or with your friends and family where you're in that place of struggle. What can they do to help you? So that's how I'd answer that question. Okay. A very hard question that you just didn't so, <laughs> Would you like to elaborate on this new skill or hobby that you picked up? Um, so for me, I um, I enjoy kind of graphic design in my spare time. Okay. okay. So a lot of people in work use me as the PowerPoint man. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> so um, add that to my contacts. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, one of the things I enjoy doing is kind of uh, designing logos or doing bits and bobs. And actually, in the future, I want to do something like that as a, a business on the side. So what I did is I kind of started researching you know watching lots of videos getting a couple of books and guides and spending a couple of weeks really understanding you know the process for that and how I could do it and then got all the software and just started playing around so you know if I feel like I'm struggling it's kind of you know I shut the office door and I kind of just do that for a couple of hours and it takes my mind off things and it's kind of a it just helps me relax and other people might go for a walk or go fishing or something like that. But for me, that's what I enjoy. Um, and another thing is probably gaming as well, which I know you're oh, you're very ab- similar, Lewis. Absolutely. Um, you know, you can put those headphones on and you can play on your own or you could have a chat with lots of different people and it just kind of takes you out of your own world and into something else. And, you know, gaming's been quite important in my life and I've done it for quite a long time. Um, but I think those are the two things and... You know, even the game, I think it could be just buying a new game or kind of go and play with friends. But yeah, just something that you, you know, you sit there and you're really relaxed and, you, you know, you, your mind's completely in, you know, it's in the zone around what you're doing. So that's what I'd say I'd do as a, a new skill or something to kind of distract myself. That's, that's pretty decent. Okay. So, Lewis, I have a question for you. Um, is this um, going to be another one deep? <laughs> uh, it depends. You can go as deep as you want, I suppose. Okay. Um, okay. No, not 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 as deep as what your one was. I think. Um, no. What three habits have you taken on to improve your life slash mental health? Oh, th- three habits. Um, yeah. uh, oh, being positive. Yeah, so that's a habit. Um, just making sure, you know, always have a smile on my face. Yeah. Um, being a bit more structured, try and be a bit more organised. Um, I think when you're a bit more organised, you have a little bit more control over everything. When you're sort of a bit erratic and you don't know what's going on, and you forget certain to do certain things. You know, you become erratic and that could drive up your anxiety. So I've tried to become more organised. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling for a third. Why did you have to say three? <laughs> we can leave it at two if you want. <laughs> I feel like I'm letting myself down. There are probably there are probably loads of habits that I've picked. Yeah, it's always hard when you put on the spot, isn't it? So yeah, it is really. You love. So I'll tell you one of your habits that you've done. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually if you, if you know something more than me. You know what? For you, and it's it, it makes you sound bad, but it is not meant to. We've been friends for a long time. It must be about four or five years now. That's, that's really yeah, good. the old days in the, the dungeons. old days, you know, in Domino's pizzas. Um, <laughs> but for me, we've always kind of, you know, we've chatted ever so often. We wanted something. But what I've really seen with you over the last couple of weeks, months is you, you, you talk to me more. So you instigate messages more. We catch up more. We meet up more. And I think that's a habit where you tend, you now have come out of your shell a little bit as a person and you tend to make the effort and meet people more and communicate. So I think that's one of the habits that you picked yeah, up. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's good. Or you just didn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. No, yeah, I fully agree with you. And I think we discussed this um, in episode one. Do you remember, Paul? And we said when you're struggling mentally and you just 
you make up excuses yes. yeah. to yeah. not do things or speak to you just don't speak to people. Yeah. So yeah, I am more comfortable. And yeah, I probably do like you a bit more now that I don't work with you, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> okay. I'll tell you one thing. You haven't asked me about my new job. Wait, hold on, Paul. We haven't finished oh, the podcast yet, have we? It's not, all, it's not all about you today. Why not? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did send you a message the other day saying, how's your new job getting on? And you didn't reply. Yeah, but I want everyone so, to know. I want everyone to know oh, about okay. my, my first day. So question time. So we'll ask Paul the question. Come on. How is your new job getting yeah, on? Yeah, how's your new job? That's, that was totally unexpected. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, it went really well. Thanks. Um, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, there's such a bill up there. I was giving you like a two hour story. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's the same industry. Um, I'm doing a very similar role. Um, but yeah, it's just so exciting. It's refreshing. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm in a quite, quite a good place for my mental health as it is, but, I, you know, I, I just feel a hundred percent more positive and I don't know how, I don't know how that's achievable, but I just do. I just feel very focused, very switched on, you know, if someone gives me something to do or, you know, I speak to a customer and they want something, I do it within that, you know, I, I get it, get it done straight away sort of thing. Um, and it's, it's always nice learning new things. So I've had to learn, a different product range and, you know, product offering and learn a new system and things like that. And obviously meeting new people, you know, I'm quite a people person. So meeting new people. So, you know, obviously it's, what day is it today? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. It's Wednesday so, today, yeah. Yeah. So I've had three days. Um, I've had three days in the job and it's, it's been great, you know, speaking to loads of different people, getting their thoughts and feelings on on this company and how they do things and yeah i mean enjoying it enjoying it you know the the um it's just exciting time how did honest. you feel on monday morning when you woke up and it was time to go to work in your first new job how did you feel um being honest i because uh, the way the way it's set up at the moment i'm based at one location but this week and the following week i'm training at other locations at other at other offices um so i woke up knowing full well that i went you know i'm going to a different location i googled where it was and checked what time they open i was told to get there for half seven but on the website it said seven o'clock so you know you were... i woke i woke up at five o'clock looked <laughs> my Looked at my phone and instantly, you know, thought, fuck, um, right, okay. So, yeah, I was, I was a bit like, I was stressing. I was stressing. I had, honestly, I had, I've taken a photo on Sunday night. I had everything ready, hung up, you know, shoes, shoes ready, you know, laces pulled apart so they can just slip on, uh-huh. you know, socks stuffed in my shoes pants stuffed in my shoes it sounds like that um wallace and gromit episode where he's (laughs) got that automatic dress did you here's the question did you have Um, one of your special three-piece suits ready well to be honest i was i was um to be honest i was given a uniform the week before to sort of say oh you know it's you're going to be in the branch for a bit so you know there's a there's a certain top that you need to wear like a polo top and stuff like that so I wasn't I wasn't in a three piece suit. However, today I was. Today oh. I was, and I think I think going forward I will be. It's just I feel like I've, we need to see this and share a three piece suit with our. I'm sure we can share it and on on our Instagram page. Brilliant. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, overall, mate, it was you know how I felt. It was just you know loads of emotions. You know, I was nervous. I was like, but yeah, I, I wonder how I'm gonna do. Um, but excited and it was it was sort of a case of right now's the time to rub rub my hands together roll up my sleeves and you know make this work for me you know this is my time sort of thing that's, I think, yeah. that's how I felt things fall into place at the yeah. right time yeah mm-hmm. um, so all three of us are pretty much relatively 
you've gone into a new role, Paul. I'm, I'm starting a new role in a couple of weeks. And Ryan, you've recently started a new role, yep. haven't you? So. Yeah, it's felt at the right time, I think, for probably all of us around yeah. that period of uncertainty with coronavirus um, and stuff, but actually in, in a really good place that we were able to to go into a different role and it's already having a very positive impact and I'm sure it have a positive impact for you Lewis when you do move into that role but yeah I think timing's been really key over the last couple of weeks to kind of move into different things Brilliant that was a fantastic question time that Paul um, wanted to take for himself Cheers guys <laughs> <laughs> Well I have two questions Oh. Because I'm the special guest, so I get two questions. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> I've just decided. Um, <laughs> so these are for both of you. So my first question would be, we talked about how businesses are going to adapt in the future and what they need to do. So my question is, so if you became CEO of your business or a different business tomorrow, what thing would you do straight away to bring mental health on the agenda in your business? I've got a great answer for this because I've been thinking about it so much. I think it's important. I think every business should invest. So we have first aiders at work and everywhere has first aiders. I think every business should have a mental first aider and pay for an employee or a few employees to go on that course. Because, you know, I've looked at the course myself and I'm really... You know, I'm really thinking about, shall I invest my time and money to do the course? because I think it could help a lot in the future. I think if businesses had that person that was fully trained, so I know in my role we have what we call well-being leads, but actually are we fully trained to deal with a lot of mental health problems that people have? Or are we just there as a sort of person that someone could talk to? So that'd be my first thing. If I was to walk into a CEO role tomorrow, I'd be like, right, okay, so every branch every building that we have i want a mental first aider in that in that business that's a really good answer i like that one that was a very good answer i think can uh, you still have been thinking about that quite a lot (laughs) can i just confirm i never told you this question before no no 100 (laughs) i I did not because that sounds like you knew what i was gonna ask you (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean if you did then that's cheating because i'm stumped i am I I i think i think what i would do if i was made ceo you know, the follow, you know, going into work the next day, just make make it something, you know, that people, you know, make it make the subject of mental health known to mm-hmm. to, to your to your employees, and you know, it's okay to talk about it, and you know, it might be a case of inviting. It depends how big the team is, I suppose. Um, but inviting each member of the team in or, you know, perhaps, you know, get, get someone called Ryan to do a PowerPoint presentation on uh, <laughs> on mental yeah, health. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so we so it can be presented to the guys and just make, make the employees feel, you know, give them confidence in the fact that we take mental health seriously and we're here to help. Yeah, I, okay. like, I like that. That's a good answer. So... Second question. This isn't as hard. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So if you could go back in time and meet your younger self, what one thing would you give, what, what thing would you advise them about mental health and how you can cope with it? And what knowledge would you give your younger self that you didn't have at the time? I would say snap out of it snap out of it not with regards to mental health but I'll, I had a chip on my shoulder when I was younger thought the world owed me something um, so I, I'd i say snap out of it you know you, you've got to work hard and you've got to have the right mindset um, to to achieve what you want to achieve and you know don't let don't let other people's you know this is where mental health comes into it don't let other people's opinions of you and views of you shadow you know, you know, shadow your light, you know, you need to, you need to shine as bright as you want to shine. And, you know, having, having the capability to deal with negative emotions in the right way, you know, so yeah, I mean, you'd never get a chance to, but if you could, 
if you could go back to your younger self, you know, you just there's there's ways to to channel what you're feeling in you know in it. There's ways to channel whatever emotion you're feeling in a positive way, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's my answer. I like that. That's quite a good answer. That is a lot of that. What would I tell my? Um, I just tell myself enjoy life, be confident. I think a lot, a lot. I struggled a lot with confidence. Um, that probably affected my anxiety. So I, I just tell my myself, look, just enjoy life, smile, go through it. It's going to be tough. I think that's the big thing we need to understand that life, when you become an adult, is not easy. But if you understand that and enjoy life and embrace it and go about everything with a smile on your face, you come out of it, trumps up, and you, you know, you. You do have less worry about it, so that'd be my top tip to myself. Would be just enjoy life. That's what I try and do now. I just try and enjoy life to the best I can. Okay, okay, I like that. Good answers. So, speaking of top tips, what what time is it, Lewis? It's that time of the week where we discuss Paul and Lewis's top tips with special guest Ryan North. <laughs> I love saying that. I don't think I can get uh, over saying that. <laughs> I'm going to try so, and make that into a little jingle. I like, I, it. I like it. So, with Ryan being the special guest, he goes first. He does. That's the rules. Special <sighs> privilege. Wow. I feel, you know, I'm wanted in life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, top tips or top tip. Mm. So, I've got loads in my head, but actually, for me, I would say uh, top tip for me is if you've highlighted that you are struggling or you're in a really dark place and you need help or you don't know what to do and don't want you to turn. I think for me is what I talked about earlier is if finding something that you can kind of escape that. So whether that's a walk or something else, um, but really think about what you could do. And, you know, Lewis has mentioned around meditation, which I'm going to go and try, which would be interesting. But I really think whatever you enjoy in life and you want to maybe pursue or do something, maybe that can support you around, you know, moving out of that space and doing something different. So that's my top tip, I think. I like that tip. Yeah, definitely. And uh, my top tip, ooh, so we've been discussing about mental health at work, so my tip, top tip, it might seem a bit obvious, create boundaries between your personal life and your work life. So I've probably been very guilty at times of carrying work life into my personal life and vice versa. Okay. So I, I would say keep them separate as much as possible enjoy your personal life enjoy what you like doing outside of work whether that's making uh powerpoints or <laughs> gaming or like myself i like photography so and i try and just, just just keep it separate because then if you create that perfect work-life balance everything becomes easier doesn't it yep it does it does you know taking taking time for yourself and you know having the ability to switch off you know and Yes, you've always got work in the back of your mind because because it's it's your career and it's how you yeah. earn money. Um, but you know, as I said, having the ability to switch off and you know enjoy what you do outside of work, you know. absolutely fantastic. Um, my top tip, to be honest, it's uh, in in some way linked to your top tip. Oh, you copied um, me. Well, kind of, but kind of. Is this allowed? We'll have to refer this to the judicators. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is break up the monotony. So, because we're talking about workplaces, you know, there is a you know, there is that routine in place. You get up, you do your morning routine, you go to work, you come back from work, blah blah blah. But it's a case of, you know. If you are stuck in that routine, you know, that's that's going to affect your mental health in a bad way. You know, if you're just waking up to go to work, you know, how about wake up and do what you enjoy before you go to work? You know, obviously, you spoke about shift patterns and things. Obviously, you, I don't know how you work it because I've never really done it. But if, if you wake up during the day, you know, you've got time during the day, you're either sleeping or, you know, you've got time during the day before you start work. But, you know, I, I start work, you know sort of half seven in the morning so you know i what i've been doing is you know i don't want to miss out on my on my fitness goals so i've been getting up at five to allow myself enough time to to get out and do my run 
you know, and, and really, you know, focus on what I want to achieve outside of work. So, you know, where, you know, I spoke about fitness, but it could be, you know, you know, when you're at work, reclaim your lunch break, you know, take that time for yourself. You know, if you want to meditate for, for 10 minutes, you know, do it where it works for you and the business. So, you know, do it on your lunch break and, you know, but, but make sure you, you do that make sure you you break up you know if you are in a monotonous um routine or you know you think it's you know it's boring and getting you down make sure you do something about it and just enjoy what you do so that's that. that's mine it's a bit long-winded okay. but but yeah i got there in the end i did <laughs> oh brilliant i think there's three good tips there for people to take away and think about and yeah, yeah. So that brings a close to episode three. Wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'd just like to um, thank Ryan for for coming on board. You know, it's really appreciate appreciated, and I think you know special guests should be, you know, uh, a regular occurrence. Absolutely. I think, I think that's what get, we want people getting, to. Yeah, getting more and more people involved, and you know, giving their their thoughts on things, their views on things. And, and that's what we want. You know, uh, what Ryan says could help someone could, could help someone out, you know, be, because it's Ryan, you know, someone on, you know, someone that knows Ryan, it could reach out to him, you know, someone, someone that knows me, you know, what I say could reach out to them or what Lewis says. And, you know, it, it's just having other people join in. is just great. Yeah, so, I think. Oh, yeah. I want to say thank you so much for giving the opportunity to come and join you guys. It's been it's been really great to kind of listen over the last two episodes, and you know, it's been really helpful from my point of view. But I think it's a great opportunity for people that may want to come and share their story, or even just kind of reach a wider audience. I know that sometimes people want to help and they don't know how to do it, and this is a really good platform to do that because they can engage with lots of different people. Um, but you know, admire what you guys have been doing. I think it's really great. Um, but you know, very privileged to kind of be part of it. So thank you for the uh, kind of invitation. No problem at all. And thank you for joining us on episode three. Um, we'll see you next week for episode four. This week, I can't give you a synopsis of what it's going to be about because I've completely forgot. <laughs> so next week is uh, it's going to be a, a surprise for us all. Surprise <laughs> for everybody about what next week's episode is going to be about. Um, so thank you from me thank you Ryan for coming on perfect thank and, you uh, yeah guys thanks for listening thank you very much